Good evening, everybody. My name is Abby, and welcome to Meet My Monsters! there how there what <laughs> hi there howdy hey how's it what's going on what's crackalacking my people <laughs> i wasn't ready for that one sorry my head is in a different different space tonight but anyways guys hi how y'all doing um before we start anything i just need to say i swear to god my con- my computer is having a conspiracy against me because every week, without fail, when I start my podcast, I'm like, okay, cool. I've got everything set up, you know, got my sound card, got my mic, check, 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 cool. And then when I try to find my theme music, the didin didin didin. Anyways, um, I have every single version of the theme except for the version that I use. Every week, that is the one that goes to the cloud. I'm like. What the actual frack, man? Are you just... Is is technology conspiring against me? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm living the Terminator. It's not cool. Not cool at all. But, oh, bugger it. I've got my phone on my sound card. That's not cool. That's really a, a rookie mistake if you all want to hear my frequency going on. um, But, yeah, guys, what was I going to say? Oh, we have officially been forced and thrust into winter. Apparently in South Africa we too we too cool to have seasons, um. So we've basically just got summer and winter, and without realizing it's just like bish bish bosh. Yeah, you go now you're cold. So yeah, it's awfully chilly today. But I was saying to Ray, like I'm actually really grateful because currently we're still in a state of lockdown here in South Africa, and since lockdown started, it's like the weather's been on lockdown as well because we've just been totally overcast you know it's been raining and whatever so i said to ray i was like i I actually much prefer that because this a is my ideal weather i just absolutely adore this weather i'd actually thrive in the uk (laughs) um and secondly if it was sunny i would go off my head more than i already am and i mean guys i'm losing the plot royally i'm just like what's going on i don't like being inside um, so with regards to us being housebound and on lockdown, we are not even allowed to go around our complex. So that really sucks. I can't take my dogs for a walk. You'll be arrested. <laughs> can't go for a jog. You can't go outside, basically, unless it's to get the bare necessities. So all in all, it's it's been pretty weird just being here. Um the other day I did go to the shops. I went down to our local grocery store and it was it was so trippy, guys. <laughs> they like lined us up outside of the store. The store doors were closed because obviously they've got to monitor. We're not allowed to have a gathering of more than a hundred people in a certain place. So um we were all lined up outside the store and then as people left there were people taking count of how many heads were leaving. And then we were ushered into the store. It was just absolutely bizarre. Like, I appreciate the lengths that the government and the stores are going to and whatever. But then I go into the store. None of the staff are wearing 
the face masks and the gloves that you're supposed to. Like, come on. I thought that's a necessity. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. They are the people who are in contact with, like, multitudes of different people every day. So I was actually quite shocked. I was like, come on, pick and pay. Pull up your bloody socks. That's not, not on at all. But, yeah, anyways, that's my apocalyptic apocalyptic rant for the evening. Um, Yeah, so let's get straight into it. This is the first episode that we're going to be doing in the Your Everyday Monster series. Um, So I'm aiming to make these guys a little bit shorter than the other episodes. I also just want to see how that does with y'all out there so let me know let me know if you prefer the shorter episodes or if you prefer my rambles and the longer ones um yeah hit me up but anyways before i turn this into a longer one (laughs) without meaning to because i'm just talking let's get straight into it shall we if you're looking for an idyllic small town to visit which even offers guests its very own castle loveland ohio is a must-see for sure However, if you thrive off the weirder side of life like I do, Loveland has another peculiar <laughs> Loveland has another peculiarity to offer. Sorry guys, I just need to jump in here quickly. Expect a lot of what tonight because last night I did not sleep at all. Oh my goodness. So I had a big project to finish for one of my clients yesterday. So I hit up the Ritalin. But like a doofus, I took it at four in the afternoon. So my head was buzzing till four in the morning because I've got the slow release one. So it's eight hours long. Yeah, so I went to bed at four in the morning and then I woke up again at half past eight. So now I'm just like wired. I'm like, woo! (laughs) So expect a lot of, yeah, faults tonight. I apologize in advance. Just be kind. Anyways, so back to this. Loveland, Ohio, which sounds like um, a sex shop, (laughs) more than a quaint little place. First gracing the world with its presence in 1955, the Loveland Frogman, also known as the Loveland Lizard, has been known to frequent the waterways of the Miami River in Claremont County. So this already, I'm just like, why the hell is it called the Loveland, Loveland Lizard Frog thing, if it lives in Claremont? Why isn't it the Claremont Frog? I don't know. Like it should, if anything, it should be called the Loveland adjacent monster. You know, that makes more sense than the Loveland monster, which lives in Claremont. But I digress. To this day, well, relatively recently, since the last sighting happened in 2016, the Frogman has spawned its way into the hearts and souls of this county. So, how would you know if you've spotted the Loveland Frogman? Here are a few things to look out for. If you, you know, think that you, you've spotted this amphibious guy. Anyways, the weird little amphibious cryptid is said to stand between three to four feet tall and has a leathery gray skin. The face of the creature is what gives it its name. It appears to have a quasi-reptilian or amphibious head. Furthermore, it is noteworthy to mention that the frogman is bipedal. All accounts of the frogman report the creature and in some cases creatures, plural, to be standing on two legs as opposed to four. In total, 
there are four noteworthy cases to discuss with regards to the Loveland Frogman. So without further ado, let's get straight to it. The first reported account happens in 1955. So, as I've already mentioned, the first account of the Frogman took place in 1955, which I literally just mentioned in the heading. <laughs> Damn, you can tell I'm tired. Anyways, however, the man who witnessed the creature only came forward a decade later to recant his tale. Why? I don't know. But I don't know if he knows. I don't know if anybody knows. Perhaps he was wary of the public scrutiny he might receive. That seems to be a common fear in small towns, I must just say. Um, people always seem to be scared of like the flack that they'll get from their neighbours. And rightfully so, I suppose. People are very, very judgmental and cruel. Aren't we terrible? Furthermore, it is important to note that there are three tales on this one story circulating. You're that was written badly, Abigail. Furthermore, it's important to note that there are three tales of this one story circulating. <laughs> Anyways, what I was trying to say in my tired, foggy brain is that there's three different accounts of this one story. Um, so basically, we're going to be discussing an amalgamation of all three. So, wabam, you know, you get everything. There you go. So early one morning, at 3.30am to be exact, a lone travelling salesman was making his way home when he happened upon a strange sight. First off, what salespeople get off, like clock off at 3.30? I don't think he was coming home from work, just between you, me and the wall. Anyways, he witnessed three small men huddled together along the side of the road. As he drew nearer, he noticed their bizarre appearance. So, as one would... He pulled his car to the side of the road and sat for what he accounted as three minutes to watch the bizarre gathering. As he observed the men, he noticed they were all particularly small, standing between only three to four feet tall. Hey, that rhymed. I didn't intend on that, but maybe I've got a, a future in being the, the next Dr. Seuss. Who knows? <laughs> Stranger yet, he noticed that their skin was a pale grey tone and seemed to have a leathery texture. He noticed that all three of the men bore webbed hands and feet. So that for me would be the first like womp womp. Like if I see someone with clearly amphibious webbing on their hands and feet, I'd be like, dude, boy, dude. <laughs> but the kicker. For the anonymous salesman was the fact that they all had undeniably frog-like heads. Furthermore, he noticed that where their hair should have fallen, there was nothing more than grey rolled skin. So, I don't know if you guys are familiar with fat people's heads. <laughs> Not trying to hate on fat people, but just some fat guys when they bald, they've got like the fat rolls in the back of their heads and it looks kind of odd but yeah so picture that he described it as being wrinkled but that was the first thing that popped into my head anyways as the man was about to depart something bizarre happened as if three little frog people who are gray and bald and have wrinkly heads isn't weird enough one of the frog people drew what could only be described as a wand held it above his head and the wand proceeded to then emit a dazzling array of blue and silver sparks with that, the man had never seen, oh, no, he had never not seen nothing. With that, the man had seen enough and decided to nope the fuck out of there. <laughs> now, in some accounts, the man in question was actually named 
and he was said to be one Robert Honeycutt. In other accounts, there were four frogmen as opposed to three. In an even trippier account, the frogmen people things were wearing weird space parachute pants. Um, and some people say that the accounts happened in 1957. Some say it happened in 1952. But the general consensus and average that was drawn was that it took place in 1955. So yeah, as you can tell, there was a hell of a lot of broken telephone going on with this story. But what is the truth? Who knows? So some people think that Robert Honeycutt had his own account and this account was separate. So this was an anonymous businessman and then Honeycutt had his own say. Some people think it's one and the same. Who knows? I don't. However, an interesting thing to note was that the local police did account for UFO sightings having been reported around the same time of the first Frogman encounter. Now, when that first encounter is, if 1952, 1957, I don't know, if it spanned all five of them years, perhaps, who knows? <laughs> I don't. Anyways, up next, and almost 17 years later, we set the scene for the two most prominent frogman sightings in the area. Bum, bum, bum! At 1am on March the 3rd, 1972, an anonymous police officer was driving down Riverside Road, headed for Loveland. It honestly sounds like he's going to a pawn shop. Anyways, due to the chilly weather and the account of the roads being particularly icy, the officer claimed to have been driving relatively slowly. That's when his eyes caught sight of what he thought to be a dog on the side of the road. Without warning, the creature suddenly scurried across the road in front of the police cruiser. Luckily, the officer was able to stop the car before colliding with the animal. But this is where things get freaking weird as balls. Suddenly, the crouched animal stood fully erect, glaring into the police cruiser, as if almost to say, yeah, I see you, I see you, jackass, about to drive me over. The police officer was thoroughly shook and reported that the thing stood between, yeah, I guessed it, three to four feet tall and had a grayish leathery skin. Furthermore, he reported the beast to have a frog head. But okay, so it says frog or lizard head, but whatever. Same, same as the guy before. After the stare down, the frogman proceeded to hobble to the side of the road where it climbed over the guardrail and disappeared into the bush. Later that evening, a second officer was deployed to investigate the scene. While he saw no frogman, he did recall there being definite scratch marks on the guard railing where the creature was said to climb over. Next, only two weeks after the initial sighting, Officer Mark Matthews was driving into Loveland. Suddenly, he spotted what he thought to be an injured or dead animal lying on the side of the road. His heart lurched and he quickly pulled over to see if the animal was hurt. Okay, I'm lying, like completely. <laughs> he didn't do that. Um, I just said he did that because that's what I'd do and I want to believe that other people would do that for animals. But the fart just got out of the car to remove what he thought was the corpse of a dead animal because the road was already icy so he didn't want to cause more harm to drivers. So as he approached the creature, it suddenly lurched into a crouched position. Naturally, this startled Matthews and he spared no time reaching for his holstered revolver. He quickly shot the creature. Wounded, the beast then slowly hobbled across the road. 
ever the while keeping a watchful eye on the trigger-happy officer. As, as it should, men, I would do the same. I'd also like give Matthews the stink eye as I walk across. As it reached the end of the road, it once more made its way over the guardrail and disappeared into the darkness. However, this is where things start to get a bit juicy. Some 30 years later, Officer Matthews decided to renege on his initial statement. Which is quite weird, you know, like, why wait 30 years? Why wait three decades to pull your, you know, like, what you said initially? Anyways, in an email interview conducted in 2001 with a then-retired police officer, Matthews goes on to state, It was and is no monster. It was not leathery or had wet, matted fur. It was not three to five feet tall. It did not stand erect. The animal I saw was obviously some type of lizard that someone had as a pet that either got too large for its aquarium, escaped by accident, or they simply got tired of it and set it free. It was then three feet in length, but no, it was less than three feet in length, ran across the road and was probably blinded by my headlights. It presented no aggressive action. So then if it presented no aggressive action, why the hell do you shoot it, you Yes. Anyways, when asked why he shot the creature, I did actually answer my own question. Mm. When asked why he shot the creature, Matthews explained that B Yeah. Matthews explained that he was only trying to save face for his co-worker. Like what a stand-up gent, guys. As one can imagine, the anonymous police officer's initial encounter had been met with great deals of skepticism and ridicule. And Matthews was merely trying to do him a solid and clear his crazy name. Come on, why wait 30 years to clear your buddy's name? Like <laughs> That seems worse. Any, well, okay, A, why wait 30 years to clear his name and then why shoot the damn iguana? Just say it was an iguana. So, yeah, okay, I'm calling it an iguana. But that's because in some accounts I did read that... Um, the pair of them, the anonymous oak and Matthews, decided that the creature was nothing more than an iguana. Not just a lizard, it was an iguana. Um, yeah, and then also in some accounts that I read, they described it as having no tail because the frog people, oh, I didn't add that in the description, but frog people have no tail, apparently. Um, so yeah, these guys just speculated that the iguana had lost its tail for whatever reason, you know, whether it was hurt or sick or whatever they had to remove the tail yeah mm. anyways so why the change of heart some 30 years later no one knows as i said i've got no freaking clue clue why you'd want to wait that long before reneging on your statements some people think matthews himself was met with ridicule from those around him but whatever the reason that's his story and he's sticking to it apparently so, okay, Matthews. So, yeah, that's the most notable two encounters of the Frogman. I think it's only notable because they police people. And, yeah, you know, police have a little bit more sway when it comes to the public mind. Anyways, the Frogman in recent times. The final notable account comes from a little more recent days. Yes, guys, you can tell that my head was very sleepy when I wrote. Anyways. So um, this account comes to us from 2016 to be precise. 
One afternoon, Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend were out playing Pokemon Go. However, the pair were said to be in Cincinnati, which is a half an hour drive from Loveland. So, who knows? Maybe the frog ran, frog, frog friend, frog friend? Maybe the frog man was out on the town like the, the loved up kids were. I don't know, but anyways. Um, the couple were the first to actually capture footage of the frog man. So these two got their smartphones out, which if they didn't, I would have been like, okay, no, then that's hokum. You're playing Pokemon Go. You've got your damn phone in your hand. Why don't you take a video or photo of this damn frog? However, instead of helping the frogman case, this led to more doubt. And in all honesty, I see why. I clearly see why. The air quote footage of the frog person is just absolutely ridiculous, if you ask me. It looks like a clown in a garbage bag with two car headlamps glued to its head. That's what I see. Like, as soon as I saw it, and I saw the, the eyes particularly, the quote, quote, eyes, <laughs> I was like, nah, bruh, nah, nah, man. Come on. If anything, the pair paid one of their buddies to get dressed up in order for their... Um, in order for them to document the first reclusive frogman photos. That's what I believe. You know, I think they just paid off their friend, was like, okay, make us look good in the cryptid circle. What right, here you go. Teenagers. <laughs> oh my word, I'm going to be one of those old people. Anyways, now we get to the exciting part of what's that creature? So, especially on account of the wand situation, a lot of people have speculated the frogman to be aliens. Now, that seems pretty plausible, especially given that the police recounted UFO sightings in the area during that time. Um, and would also explain why they are so hard to spot. So, perhaps aliens like dig Loveland, I don't know, and they like to visit there when they bypassing earth <laughs> maybe loveland is their hangout spot who knows i don't um but in all honesty i can't say that my heart is truly set on the alien belief so then can it be a cryptid perhaps however there are a few things that give me doubt in this stance the frog people seem to be pretty organized while i do believe animals to be sentient I don't think they're capable of hosting roadside meetings, wearing pants, like on their own account, or using wands. Furthermore, this guy has no folklore recants. Okay, so he's not told through the years or, you know, like by the, the local people, you know, there's no frogman folklore apart from these three, four accounts, you know, through the ages. And... This thing is spotted in one of America's, this is what I found out, Ohio is apparently one of America's most highly populated states. Correct me if I'm wrong, I stand to be corrected. I'm from Johannesburg. I don't know American population statistics. <laughs> Anyways, maybe it's a crafty alien who visits occasionally, but you know, I've, like, as I said, I'm not sold on that. I'm definitely not sold on it being a cryptid. Maybe it's a humanoid that lives here that, you know, was a person. Um, that was a person. No, that wasn't a person. That was spawned from the same, you know, like genetic pool that we did and then just kind of branched off down the amphibious route. 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe that. You know, that, if anything, is the most plausible thing, is a another humanoid, another branch of humanoids that's wandering around out there. But like I said, why is it only spotted three times? Why isn't there more of like a core belief behind the frog people? I don't know. But anyways, if it's not a bird, and I didn't think it came from a plane, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? What do I think it is? I don't know what you think it is. <laughs> I was supposed to say, what do I think it is? Um, so guys, I'm going to level with you right now. It seems like the more I do these potties, the more skeptical I'm becoming. Because like, you're going to see why in a second. Once again, I'm siding with the reasonable explanation. Like, what the hell? Where's my whimsy gone? I implore you. Like, where's it gone? It's just out the window. Bish, bish, bosh, bah. Um... Okay, so initially I thought that it was absolute hokum to believe that the frogman could even remotely be akin to an iguana. I really did. I thought, an iguana. What's, no, what's, what's an iguana doing in America, first off? Yeah, okay, it could have been someone's pet. Very likely they are very popular in terms of keeping them. I don't know why, because they creep me the hell out. They're just weird, guys. Like, they're creepy. I don't know. But anyways, so... um. The reason I was very skeptical about the whole iguana account is because as far as I knew, iguanas are not four feet tall and they're most definitely not bipedal. But boy, was I wrong. And you know what that's time for? It's time for I was today years old. So apparently the spiny tailed iguana is one of the lizards known to instantaneously switch from running on four limbs to bipedally. Yeah, so the spiny-tailed iguana just goes like, whoop, onto two legs, runs away. Scientists have speculated that this is on account and it develops... This is on account and it develops... Scientists have speculated that it developed this capability to reach higher speeds faster. Furthermore... Okay, so that's the spiny-tailed iguana. So then I googled the spiny-tailed iguana and... First of all, the Yucatan spiny-tailed iguana weighed in it. 10 inches like that's its total size so I was like Tuh. there you go there's your theory suck it but then I stopped being lazy and I read a little further in the article and it turns out that the black spiny tailed iguana can grow to be five feet in length so it sees my four feet raises me by one and there you have it I was actually hit with a double whammy of I was today years old so yeah all things being equal, and considering the 2016 account, in my opinion, was an absolute hoax. I really do think that. I think it was a bunch of bored freaking teenagers running around being stupid. Um, I think that I'm going to side with reason here, and perhaps back the iguana theory. Not perhaps, you know, you can't half-ass. Let me do this with a full ass. I back the iguana theory. Initially, I thought it didn't stand a chance. You know, before <laughs> I researched and found out about the black spiny iguana. Um, but after finding out about that spiny tail mofo that can run on two legs and opts to run on two legs, I'm pretty sold on team iguana, I must say. Because if you think about it, this thing is like scuttling along on the side of the road, goes into the middle of the road, sees a police car, realizes it's in danger, stands up on its two legs like its nature intends it to and runs away. And obviously, I do think 
that the policeman kind of blew it out of proportion or the yeah the policeman just i would also be freaked out because especially if it's not something that's native to the area it's not something you expect to see so your mind can play tricks on you as for the honeycut anonymous whoever i don't know situation the fact that they were huddled as a three-pack and had a magic wand yeah that that's the only thing that's kind of making me lean towards maybe it's an iguana maybe it's an alien who knows but go look at an iguana it looks like a, a freaking frog in its head it's just weird but yeah so that is the loveland frogman if you want to catch up with me during the week don't be a stranger come and hang out um, or if perhaps you want to yell at me for not believing in the frogman, <laughs> hit me up on Instagram, which is meat underscore my underscore monsters. Give me a shout on Twitter, which is meat monsters. Um, join my Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash meet my monsters podcast, or send me a strongly worded email to meet my monsters potty at gmail.com. Anyways, guys, it's been swell and I hope you enjoyed this mini monster and bye. <laughs> Thank you.